Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Jan was raised in a Salvos kids' home from the age of five through till ten, and she recalls the love and kindness that she experienced from a matron that gave her hope and is the reason for what she spends her life doing now. My father was in the army, and uh, my mum had twins, and we were um, not expected, so uh, it was pretty hard on her being on virtually on her own after we were born and dad was off at the army um, then um, somewhere along the line he must have come home because we ended up with another sister who, and that meant mum had three of us um, un, under 14 months old wow. that meant that um, things were very difficult for her and as a result um, the marriage broke up now dad had nowhere he didn't know what to do and I we were um Accepted into the children's home at Canoundra, Linden House. It was it, it's still there actually. And that's the Salvos Linden House. Uh, yes, Linden House, Blatchford Street. I was really heartwarmed by your experience. Yes, I, I really, I don't know where I'd be today if I hadn't have been taken in by the Salvation Army at that time. Tell us some of the experiences that you remember that were so great. I remember the matron. Yeah. Very distinctly. Was she your typical matron that, you know... The <laughs> well, I didn't know at that age, you yeah, see, right, but yeah. it's because I've been in another child's children's home, no, she wasn't. She was definitely God-given. Wow. I mean, there was no mistake about it. Um, I, I, I was a very active child, and um, but the one time that I, that I buckled was at night when I didn't have my mother yeah. there. And I was, you know, not quite five years of age, so I was still very young. And um, I, I, I would cry. So she would come and sit with me. And she says, I'm not your mum, but I can kiss you goodnight and I can give you a hug. And she did every night that I can remember. Wow. And I'm, I will never forget it. Um, and it made the difference between me being, accepting whatever it was that had happened in my life a lot easier than I would have if, if she hadn't come alongside me and given me the one thing that was missing in my life, which was a motherly love. Not that my mum didn't love me. Yeah. I don't mean that. No. I just mean that she showed me. Now, she was a single lady, but she still managed to show me a mother's love. Isn't that a perfect example of God loving us through someone? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I had some... Some firsts there that I can that I can remember. Like um, I started my first school there. Yeah. I learned to ride a bike there because I know I lost all the skin off the top of my knuckles because somebody donated a bike and we all rode around the backyard with it. I learned to get along with other kids. I learned the independence. That's where I learned the in, started to learn how to care for myself and and protect myself and um, make decisions for myself. Yeah. We learned to sing. Um, we used to go to the um, uh, Canounder Corps, um, every morning we'd march, or the, all the kids would march. There was, I basically think there was about 40 of us, and we used to march around. Um, we'd sing on the back lawn with the banjos and the, the guitars and all sorts of things like that. I mean, it was a joyful place to be. Yeah, wow. We got three meals a day plus, plus. We all dressed the same, like we were in uniform all day and every day, you know, you sort of... You couldn't just say that's your dress because it's different and it's prettier because everybody dressed the same. Yeah. Um, the staff, the staff were amazing. I loved it. I, I, because I've had something to compare it to, 
as well by being in a second children's home. Because at the age of 10, they, you went back home because your dad returned, is that Yeah, he remarried, but the, his new wife had two children, and she tried, She, but we, we, we weren't there six months, and we were okay. put back in another home. And that's what I was going to say, because that upbringing has turned you into someone who actually has such a wonderful life uh, helping others now. Oh. So tell us just one or two of the people that you've helped over the last little while that have impacted you the most. I had the the incredible distinction of I, I coached netball in in um, as a young person, very sports minded, and one of the young lasses that I taught, she rang me one day and she said, "I need to talk to you. I know you're with the Salvation Army. Can can I talk to you? And my husband and I need to talk to you." I went to their home to find out that they'd just found out the day before that their little baby that they were carrying had died. And she hadn't given birth, but she would she would be giving birth very shortly. And um, she wanted the baby dedicated. Yeah. And so I brought a ma- an officer in to ask if he could do that for them. And he said, yes, I could, but I will be away but I can have it authorised that you do it. And so I stayed with her for nearly two days while she gave birth. Yeah. It took that long in, in the in the labour ward. Really? And then I dedicated the baby. It was probably the most um, incredible thing in my life that I could do for somebody. Yeah. To see her go through what she went through. She wanted, When she wanted someone to rub her back, it was me she asked to do it. She kept saying, you're... You, you're the angel that God sent, and I said, "Yes, if you want, the, if you believe I'm the angel, then I'm the angel that God sent. I believe that He asked me to be here for you." Yeah. So I have dedicated two years later her sister's baby who died after having heart surgery right. at a at a few weeks old, and that family, and when their mother died just recently from cancer, they it was they asked me to go in. So through. One little thing that I did out of the Lord's service, he carried through because of my contact with them earlier um, to to use me in his service. Yeah, just to, just to be there for them and to love them. To be, and you know that's what my life is now, and and they're the things that I want to be. Like we had a lady in our core, and I won't mention her name, and she struggled. She had five children, I think it was, and her husband was quite ill. And um, she was speaking to me one day, and I said, how, do you, how are you coping, you know? And she was a working, she was a nurse. Oh, she said, I cope with most things, but she said, I can't, I can't ever, ever get on top of the ironing. So I said to her, how about I come and iron with you one day? So what, what I did was I didn't, I didn't go down and take over her, all her ironing. I took my ironing board and iron, we set up her ironing board and iron, and we both ironed. All day, Great. laughed, shared stories, and got all her ironing done. Amazing. We ran out of coat hangers. <laughs> it was it was just because I loved to iron. Yeah. And 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 I thought, you know, I learned that in the children's home. Yeah. I learned that at school. So those those things that you see, that was all part of God's plan. Yeah. How many how many people would say today they like ironing? But I do because it was taught to me for a reason way back then. To be, and you know that's what my life is now. It, I, I, I'm, I, I can't commit myself to doing anything 
during the day. Like I won't, my sister plays bowls, but I won't commit myself to that day because somebody might need me that day. And I, I have made my day totally um, free so that if somebody rings or somebody needs me, I can be there for that. That's a bit of Jan's story. If you have a story of hope, then let us know. Go to our website, salvos.org.au forward slash radio and send us an email. Light and life. The Salvos Weekly Radio Show.